For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
Well, hold on. Now, amen, we praise and thank our Holy Father this morning for another opportunity to be able to expedite the word of God. Hallelujah. I love God. Amen. Hallelujah. Who wouldn't want to work for for someone like God that's able to 
call you to a brand new day, able to heal your body, able to restore that which is lost. He's able this morning, God people. We uh, have not quite gotten used to this new program that they has built for us. Amen. I, I like it, but I had no warning that it was coming. And that's the way it's going to be when the Almighty comes. He has given us enough warning for us to heed and to believe that he will come. The Bible said he will come and nothing shall prevent, hallelujah, his coming. And we are making preparation down here. Amen. We are role model, and we are modeling for him. You know, when you're a model, sometimes people are not going to like you because uh, some things you may do better than they do and some things you may not have. But anyhow, these are some of the attributes and some of the things that you're going to be faced with in this life when you want to be a positive role model. Let's see what that scripture is. Joel 2. Hallelujah. Joel 2. Let's see. 989. 989. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning that we come for no shape, form, or fashion. But, Lord, you brought us because the world is in turmoil. Peoples are suffering. People are dying over nothing. People are throwing in the towel, committing suicide, and taking all types of medication just to stabilize them while they are trying to get through the day. Father, I thank you that you are my antidote, you are my hope, you are all I need this morning. So I ask you, Lord, if you would just touch my eyes, that they'll be led to see that what you need for me to see this morning. And touch my mind that I'll have the understanding to stay focused on you and not to put my mind on myself or the things that I'm trying to do today. I ask you to have mercy. I ask you to move by your spirit upon us this morning that we may bring this gospel truth and somehow someone may be reached and they will come to know our Savior, this Elohim, this almighty Father. Look upon your people this morning. Look upon our president. We thank you, Father, that you don't make any mistakes. Men are thinking that somehow that was a mistake made on Donald Trump being president. According to your word this morning, I'm going to hold and hang out on your word where you said you make no mistake. And then you brought to my memories Nebuchadnezzar was king. 
had ruler over the Jews and how that he gave them a hard task. And I believe this morning, Father, it's because of us. We don't pray. We kill one another. We fight. We bicker. We complain. And we do all the things you told us not to do. Have mercy, Father, as we teach your word and preach your gospel. Someone would hear and someone would recognize maybe it's me and not he. Oh, have mercy this morning upon the children, Father. If it's hard for the adults to tread these high tide times, it's even worse for those babies, our teenagers committing suicide. Uh, committing blasphemy and committing all types of sin all because the hand of the enemy he stretched out his desire to conquer the world. But Father, you've already taken your children into your hand today. Let them know all they need to do is cry out to you. Thank you for your healing power this morning upon the prophetess, upon the Wooded family, upon the Fletcher family, upon all the families that are called. The young lady with the mask over her heart in MD Anderson and all the ones that's connected to the doctors and connected to these hospitals. My prayer this morning is that you would have mercy, Father, Stretch forth your hand today, and we will obey. We ask you to move right now on the service. Do as you choose and as you would, but give us a word, something that we can have to go on today. And I will give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor, for it all belongs to you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want to start talking to you, and I'm going to be going a little backwards in the reading. I want to talk this morning about the end time. That's all I want to talk about is the end time. And I see you people, y'all come here and y'all run away from the program because you ain't want to talk about the end time. You want to talk about high time. Well, high time is now time. High time is now is that we all come into the knowledge of the Father and realize that we have all played the harlot. We have all went to horn on this word. This word is true this morning. God didn't make no mistake when he had man to pen the Bible. The problem and the mistake is with you, is that you're not willing to obey the truth, that you can be free. The word of God says this morning in Joel 2, and 32, something that we all need to do. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be delivered as the Lord has said, and the raiment whom the Lord shall call. He's calling a raiment of peoples this morning. Hallelujah. And then I heard him said in the Sunday school lesson, not all shall be saved. I heard him say, a few shall be saved. A few don't sound like a lot, 
but a few to the Father. Remember, amen, he don't count like we count. One is a thousand with the Father. Hallelujah. Some count slackness. It's common. You see, where he's been coming since I was a baby. My mama, my grandmother, oh, I heard her. I, I've heard the same thing, that he's on his way back, the world coming to the end. And here I am, heard that from day one I came in the earth. And now that I'm nearly 60 years old, I still hear the world coming to the end. But I have a little bit more knowledge this morning about the world coming to the end because somebody's world ended yesterday. Somebody's world is ending right now. We're looking for a, a total shutdown. We're not thinking about the death of a loved one. We're not thinking about the death of strangers. We're not even thinking at all. We're just going about doing our own thing this morning. Hallelujah. We're doing what we want to do. Hallelujah. But God has called us. Amen. He's called us to stop this foolishness. Hallelujah. For he have work for you to do. Hallelujah. He wants you to work for him and stop your foolish. Hallelujah. We all go over to the book of Luke, and we're going to start round about nineteen. We're going to start in Luke the seventeenth chapter. Uh oh, did I mute myself? Let me get my other phone so I can hear it. We want to start in the book of Luke, 17 and 19. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy ways. Thy faith has made thee whole. And we're talking about the ten lepers, how that he spoke a word over the lepers and told them to go and show themselves to the priest. And how that one leper turned around and saw that his skin began to turn back. He went back to the Messiah and he worshipped him. It's time to worship our Savior today. He wants to be worshipped. He wants to be the one and only in your life. He wants you to come to know him. He wants you to know the Elohim. Hallelujah. He wants you to know that he put no sickness, no curse on anyone. Hallelujah. He wants you to know that He's interested in you today. He wants you to know that time is running out. And he needs a few, few more of us that is willing to live holy, willing to obey 
willing to speak the truth in love. He wants us to get rid of ourselves and concentrate on him. He wants us to speak the truth. He don't want us to keep getting away and say, oh, God is a forgiving God. God forgives. Yeah. God can and will forgive you. But he said, when we practice sin, hallelujah, there's no forgiveness and repetitions. When you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and use for an analogy, God knows, you can't tell me, God knows, you can't do this, you can't do that. Yes, he do know. But do you know that he love you enough? He love you enough not to throw you headlong in head. Look and listen. It's time this morning to be taught of the word of God. Hallelujah. So reading on down in verse 20, it said, And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, Everybody want to know when the kingdom of God is going to come. They think that they're going to be able to keep on practicing all this foolishness. And then suddenly, when the Lord is coming, they can run and get baptized. They can run and repent. No, 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 no. Our Holy Father is too wise for you to think that you can slid your way in like a snake. While the breath is warm in your body, while you still have time, you need to make up your mind. You see, when you begin to realize that you cannot love God and mammon, meaning you can't do what other people do, if he called you, he called you with a holy call. He didn't just call you and you sitting around saying, you know, I'm trying to find out what my calling is. That's what everybody just about that come into the kingdom, they sit down and wait to see what they're calling is. There ain't nobody that he called didn't go to work. When he called Paul, Paul was on the road to the master to go do some killing. He didn't turn Paul around. But he told him to go on into Damascus, and there you will meet a man named Ananias, and he shall recover you of your sight. See, you go on, back out on Straight Street. Go back out there where your friends hung out at. Go on, your work has just begun, my friend. You can't sit around and, amen, just do a work in the church and, amen, do the earth's board work and, do all your singing in the church. 
What about the hurting peoples of the world today? What about those that really need to know and understand that he's looking for a few, because he said it'll be a few be saved. So if you're going to be in the number of the few, you had better go to work. Hallelujah. Now look here. The Pharisees, they wanted to know. They always want to know when the, when, when, when the world going to end. People the same way. Or can you show me something? How I know you're a preacher. How I know you're a prophet. How I know. Well, all I know, God might ain't called you. You could be the devil. This is Pharisee. And when he was demanding of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, now listen now, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. You know, people are looking and listening for the wrong information. There ain't no observation. The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. 21st verse of the 17th chapter of Luke. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. You're looking in the wrong place this morning. See, if you really were saved and you really was doing a work for the kingdom, all these religious people preaching about the world is coming to an end, the kingdom of God is inside of your head and he's working in your heart this morning. A lot of things I don't want to do for the people that have hurt me. But one called me yesterday, and in the back of my mind, I was saying, I'm just going to talk to him, but I ain't going to help him do nothing. But the Holy Spirit told me what to do for him. And I called, and I set it up so that he could. And the thing about it is, he was another minister, and he called me. And he started getting into the word and everything, you know, and I began to tell him about the word of God. He said, well, you preach or not. And then he said, uh, 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 man of God, uh, uh, I don't want to stop our preaching, but uh, 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 I, I need to this here and that. And, and I wonder if you could do this here and that, and, and if you could do this and that, you know, because tomorrow is the last day for my warranty, which is the day. The day will be the last day for his warranty. And if you could take this thing down and have this part removed from it, because I need to remove this in order to give them that so they can give me two more of them. But I need to take this off of it because I need this so I can put it back when they give me that, that, that I need what is warranted. So I looked and found an easy way out and told him, go and get this. And if you get this tool, this tool will remove this from that, and you don't have to depend on no one else. I said, now, if you need some help, I can come. That's the kind of God we serve. The, 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 the word that came to my heart, it said, if your enemy be thirsty, give him water to drink. 
because I was ready to tell him about my day. My day is full of appointments today. I couldn't have did what he wanted me to do. But God was looking at my heart to see how would I handle the situation. Would I be rude and mean like he had been and doing the things that he supposedly had done, and it hurt us very, very dearly. But instead, I did what God say do. And that's and that's what I'm talking about this morning. The kingdom of God is within me today. And the 22nd verse said, And he said unto the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see him. Now, I want you to understand. He told a disciple, all of these days you've seen me do what I've done. You're going to desire to see just one of these miracles, and you're not going to see it. So before that scripture, he made them to understand don't be worried about uh, when all these things are going to end, but you need to be looking and receiving this kingdom in the inside so you will know how to carry out when I'm gone. He told them, we are making preparation. I'm making preparation to leave y'all. But before I go, I am going to prepare you with some much needed wisdom. You got to be wise today for the kingdom of God to come on you. Everybody wants to be saved. Everybody want to go to heaven. But no one want to die. Dying will not bring you immediately to heaven. I've heard many preachers preach funerals, and I've heard them tell that they're in heaven, that God called them, they were called on high. Well, that's just a big old fat lie. God ain't called nobody. He said, I rejoice not in the death of a sinner, neither do I take pleasure in the death of a saint. So that one scripture right there said, I, 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 I didn't kill you. Maybe your sickness may have killed you. Maybe that accident may have killed you. Well, God, you in control. Well, why die? Death is the vehicle to bring you to glory. Abraham didn't say I was in heaven. I mean, uh, uh, Lazarus didn't say he was in heaven. Lazarus said he was in the bosom of Abraham. And the rich man wasn't too far from him, and he was in hell. So wherever the place was at, Lazarus was able to see the rich man. The rich man was able to see Lazarus. Abraham saw both of them. So we need to be careful what we hear this morning. Don't let nobody give you some old swollen up lie like they know everything. They ain't studied the word of God, obviously. Because if they knew the truth, the truth would have set them free and they'd have stopped lying to people. So cut the lies out and let's have church. Hallelujah. So the Bible is speaking this morning out of the book of Luke. 
The Bible said that the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they sit in the seat of Moses. And Luke said, do as they say, because they're teaching the word. So that let me know right there that some of these preachers is teaching honestly the truth, but don't do what they do. Don't do what you see them do, but do what they say when they preach this gospel. And he said unto the disciples, the days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall and they shall say to you, see here. See, now they're looking for him now. They're looking for the Messiah. So all these people now, in 2000, this is what they said. He's in Jerusalem. People sold their homes and everything, and they went to Jerusalem looking for Jesus. The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man, and you shall not see it. And they shall say to you, see here. Uh, See there, go not after them, nor follow them, for as the lightning that lighteth, get the scripture now, verse 24, check it out. For as the lightning that lighteth out of one part under heaven, shineth unto the other part under heaven, so shall the Son of Man be in the day. When it lightning, it don't lightning don't strike in the four corners of the earth. It strikes in that one place. And you can see that lightning strike way over New York. You can see thunderbolts coming from everywhere. But that lightning starts in one part, and I think it's the east. Twenty fifth verse. But first must he suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They eat, they drunk, they married wives, and they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Now, you all remember the story about Noah, how that they mocked him, how that they mocked his children, your daddy lost his mind, building a boat on dry land. And the boat was built way up on the mountaintop on Mount Iraq. So they were like, if that much water comes, way up on the mountaintop, we all going to die. And God wouldn't do nothing like that. That's what they say. Sin will bring destruction on a man. That's why people die. God don't kill them. All that sin. All that unrighteousness, your own mind make your heart become faint. And when your heart, amen, begin to faint, you begin to have problems. Some people have worried themselves 
to death. Oh, my head is killing me. Oh, my back is killing me. Oh, my leg is killing me. And sometimes they have to cut off that killing leg before it kill you. Sometimes they have to go in that head and let some of that stuff off of it. You know, sometimes they have brain aneurysm and stuff. Because I'm telling you, too much pressure will cause the body to act up. And this is what God is for, for us to go into the word of God this morning and to show the people that if we obey and read and believe, we can escape all these things that shall happen to man. I'm not worried about being sick. I'm not worried about getting run into the back of a Healed. I'm not saying none of that won't happen, but he told me any man that saved his life is going to lose it anyhow. So why in the world would I be afraid to go out there on Straight Street and preach the gospel to the murderers? God said, if I don't go, then I'm fearful. But he said, be not fearful, for the kingdom of God is within. We're looking for the kingdom in heaven, in Matthew, the sixth chapter said, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we have not obeyed the voice of God. We are worse than Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene, she rose early and went to the tomb. And he wasn't there. And she got hysterical. She was sad. She was scared. She was hurting, and she ran back and said, somebody have taken the law. But when the father sent the son up out of hell, Mary Magdalene was the first to see him. And he said, have I not told you? See, he told him. He said, I must go. Mary forgot. She went looking for Jesus, and Jesus did just what he said. And that's what we're talking about today. You don't need to look for him. The world coming to the end. Child, I'm going to be right. Well, you need to be right. Get right right now then. Because the kingdom of God is within you. Unrighteousness. If it's in you, there ain't no kingdom of God in you and unrighteousness, too. You lying to yourself. How you going to have righteousness and also live unrighteous? You have got to get some rest for your flesh so that the kingdom of God will be able to expeditiously, amen, work out of you. You know. Sometimes you want to tell somebody a piece of your mind. Don't do that. Because the kingdom of God is within. So ain't no sense you looking over yonder for Jesus. <coughs> ain't no sense you going, child, I'm going to get a word from God. Child, I'm going to hear the prophet. Child, you have him inside of you. You're so busy trying to get a word from another man or woman until you have not acknowledged that the kingdom of God, my God, is inside of you this morning. 
Yes. So get your healing from the inside out. We're trying to be healed on the outside when really we need it working in the in, it's in my heart this morning. Hallelujah. I don't need an alarm clock to tell me to get up and do the show. I don't need to keep checking to see what time it is. All I need to do, amen, is when he say rise, rise. Now, I do sometimes wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and look at my phone to see how much more sleep I can get. I'm only checking for sleep. I'm not checking for the time to see is it time to get up because I'm hoping that it ain't time to get up because I ain't ready to get up. I'm not ready to get up when it's time to do the program, neither. But since the kingdom of God is within me, he automatically get his kingdom up. So that his kingdom could come forth and could tell somebody what they need to know. Hallelujah. He told them, just like he told Mary Magdalene, he said, I'm going to suffer many things. and I'm going to be rejected of this generation. You see, I'm bringing you to what it's going to be like in the end time. Now, here we are, another generation. We're in another generation. And we still rejected him. But I want you to write down some verse of scriptures to go along with that rejected, and I'm going to write it down myself. I want you to write down Mark so you can go over this. So you can begin to study. But this is the season we're living in. This, this is what we're living in. Everybody want to reject God. They done found them another God. Mark 8, 31. Mark 9, 31. Mark 9 and 22. Write down Luke 5, Luke 5, and 35. Because tomorrow, if the Almighty wake his kingdom up, that's within me, we're going to talk about these scriptures. So I want you to uh, study these scriptures. I have four or five of them. So we said Luke 5, 35. John 17 and 12. Mark 8, 31. Mark 9, 31. Mark 9, 22. Luke 5, 35. John 
17 and 12. And you all that are listening, please call in to the program. Amen. Uh, the number has changed. Uh, you can call the old number, and they'll give you the new number. Because I'm looking around to see what did I write the number down on. Let me look at my phone. The number is 605-562-0444. And use the same ID, 111-253-253. Should I get it right? 111-253. Uh-huh, that's right. So that we can get in on this word. And I want some feedback. I want some feedback from the listeners uh, on this word. And that's why I gave you scriptures this morning, because I want you to have something that you can go and look at so that when you come back, if you have any questions, and then we can look at the word together. I may not know the answer, but since the kingdom of God is within me, he will direct me. I'm leaning and depending on him this morning to tell me what to do. I I don't halfway know what to say. I get up every day, no matter what I study. It don't ever be what I be in study. It always go another direction. So they let me know that his kingdom is pointing me because this morning I want to speak and I want you to look at Second Thessalonians, the second chapter. That's what I want to talk about, and I believe I'm going to skip over there and talk about that a little bit. You know, uh, I found out our problem today, and the problem is, is that we put God on hold because of the things that we need. We need to go to work. We need food. We need to wash clothes. We need to cut the grass. We need to do this. We need to take the car to the mechanic shop. All of these things will cause you to put God's ministry on hold, and you'll find yourself doing so many things that is necessary, and you won't be to spend no time with the kingdom. And I believe this morning that if the kingdom of God is within, then he can, he can control, amen, everything outside of the kingdom. But when we are bombarded by the cares of this world, you know, got to go to the beauty salon, got to go to the nail shop, got to go to the barber shop, got to do all of these things. But I want you to stop and think about it. All these things that you got to do is for the body. But how much do you actually do for the body of Christ? How much time in the day do you spend doing things of the kingdom that's within you. It's time for us to realize and recognize that the body wouldn't suffer so bad and sickness couldn't attack this body so bad if the kingdom within you would tell you what to do. You all right, honey? With the kingdom on the outside. We need to really examine ourselves. See, if you would examine yourself, write this down, 7 Corinthians 13, 5, so you can understand the type of examination the word wants to do. See, 
he has given us a word on how to, amen, deal with and how to do to the kingdom within. See, everything must be cared for. Hallelujah. Amen. I used to let Leo stay out in the backyard, and my wife pleaded with me for months. Baby, it's just too hot out there. She said, I went out there, and that poor dog, he just uh, lifted his head up, and he just dropped his head. He just was so so faint that he just didn't have strength to hold his head. It wasn't because he wasn't eating. It was because it was too hot back there on the backside of the house. I put a shade up there, but still that heat was still there. So I looked at him, and I let him up in the house because he was a house dog until one day he just did what he ought not to do. And he messed my floor up and looked up in my face. And if he could talk, he'd say, don't ever leave me in here that long. And I looked at him. I started to hit that dog but because he don't mess in the house. He don't do that. He just don't do it. And the way he looked at me, he looked at me as if he was telling me. <laughs> and I said, and I, and I said, you know what? I'm going to show you. And I put him outside for over a year. I let him back in the house because of compassion, because he's a dumb brute. But don't let them dogs and them animals fool you. Some of them can do more than a human will do. That's why they put them on TV riding motorcycles and skateboard, boogie boards, surfing in the water and stuff. Dog can do just what you teach him to do. So I got one that is very taught to not to do. I mean, that's the dog you see on Facebook with his paws upon the Bible. We were riding in a van one day, and he wanted to come out the back and come up to the front. So I said, come on, Leo. And so he landed right on top of my Bible, and he had his head dripped down on the Bible. And I took a picture and put it on Facebook. I said, boy, I said, look at my smart dog reading the word. <laughs> he wasn't really reading the word. He was just trying to see. Hallelujah. I mean, God is so awesome today that he wants to show us. Hallelujah. What do you want us to do with this kingdom? Now, we stopped at the 25th verse. We're in Luke 17, and we're going to come on down into the 25th verse. Uh, now, in the 26th verse. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. Did we write down 1 Peter 3.20? First Peter three twenty. I'm coming to a close. Sometime close be thirty minutes later, so I don't know. They eat and they drunk and they married wives and was given in marriage until the day of Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, he's given the illustration. Trying to remind us what happened during the days of Noah. The flood came because people were doing what they're doing today. They want to be celebrities. They want to date men with men, women with women. They did it in Noah days. Now here come Lot. Now, now look and see what happened over here. Uh Likewise, also as it was in the days of Lot, they eat, they drink, 
They brought, they sold, they planted, and they built. Okay, I want you to look around wherever you live at, and you see all these new buildings going up, and you see more clubs popping up, and you see more new alcohol coming out, more different types of beers are coming out. Everything is being invented for man not to detox, but to become intoxicant. One will be intoxicated. But the same day, Luke 17, 29, that Lot went out of Sodom. You remember God told Lot, you need to get out of here, man. And I believe you find that over in Genesis. Genesis 19, 16. Genesis 19, 16, 24th verse. And the 29th verse in Genesis. When Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Now we're talking about, we're giving a reminder. Luke 17 is reminding us of how suddenly destruction came upon a nation of people. And he said they all were drowned. All of them got drowned. And I'm not talking about in the Red Sea. I'm talking about when Noah bid them to get right and come in the ark. They didn't want to come in. They kept on doing all their abominations. And suddenly, and suddenly, all this destruction came. Now, he told them about Lot. I'm telling you what happened. I'm telling you, Noah, a whole world, a whole world of people died. I'm telling you. In Genesis, during Lot time, another whole generation of peoples died. It said they all were destroyed. It didn't say uh, 7,000 was, was left. It said everything was destroyed. The cows, the birds, everything on earth was destroyed. Now he says in the 30th verse, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Now, this third verse, I want you to note that he said, even, and I'm going to give you some scriptures to go with that. So put your little notation by that when the Son of Man comes. You can make your little short note, notation. When the Son of Man comes, Come. When the Son of Man come, you can get more feed over in Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians one and seven. Cause you need to read this. First Peter one seven. And four three, first Peter four three. Or was it four thirteen? Four thirteen, four thirteen. 
First Peter four thirteen. I want to give you more word that you can stand on, that you can read for yourself, and and that'll give you some homework to do. You know, talking about the last day, we ain't made it to Matthew twenty fourth chapter yet. But we'll get to Matthew, the 24th chapter, and I believe I just need to turn this into a teaching to remind the people to be able to just look and see what happened to these people when these people were doing their own thing. You know, they they, they were doing what they want to do. It wasn't like nobody was, was not warning them. I'm warning you this morning. I'm giving you a warning so that you can see for yourself. What happened to them? And he said, as it happened to them, it will also happen to those that does not possess this kingdom within. Having a kingdom within can lead you, hallelujah, out of bondage into the marvelous life. He's not trying to um, scare you. He just only want to warn you. He wants to warn you this morning to let you know that yes, it's coming. There ain't nothing you can do to prevent the coming of him. He will come. God's word is true. So now listen. He said, in the 30th verse, I'm going to repeat it. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. 31st verse. Remember I gave you scriptures. Second Thessalonians, I'm going to tell you like Donald Trump said, 2 Thessalonians, 1 7, 1 Peter 1 7, 1 Peter 4 13. And that day, he, in that day, he would shall be up on the housetop. Uh, this is trying to let you know that you ain't going to have a whole lot of time. So, you on the house putting the roof on, there's no sense you trying to run up in the house and go and get nothing out because you can't take nothing with you in that day. And any man that died this day, he shall take nothing with him. You've never seen a person dying, running around, gathering up all their stuff because, girl, I'm finna die. And they go and get all their belongings so they can take it to the grave with them. It don't happen. So he said, and that day he which shall be up on the housetop and his stuff, see, his stuff, stuff will mess you up. His stuff in the house, let him not come down or take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise return, let him likewise not return back. And you can get you some more reading on that out of Mark thirteen fifteen. Don't return back. 13, 15. And when you read it, you can put your title with it. Because I want you to I want you to uh to 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 to, to have a foundation to bring all things to remembrance of those that uh, are lost. It's time for us to be role models now because we are practicing. We're preparing ourselves to get out of here. We're making preparation. So you need to write these scriptures down 
if you want to prepare yourself. The 32nd verse said, remember Lot's wife. The 33rd verse said, whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it. And whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. I tell you, in that night, there shall be two men in one bed. The one shall be taken, and the other shall be left. Two women be grinding together. The one shall be taken, and the other left. Two men shall be in the field. The one shall be taken, and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Well, Lord, and he said unto them, Whatsoever the body is, tender will the eagles be gathered together. Wherever the body, the vultures, going to be there. Now, I want you to think about it now. I don't know about where you live at. But back around by the park, George Bush Park, you may count three, four hundred vultures walking around the water because they already know if this word of God be not true, then why and where did these vultures come from? They came because the word of God said that men will lay in the street dead and the stench from these peoples, these people that have died, will be there. So, my friend, I want you to realize, don't lose heart today. Don't lose heart. You keep on believing. Keep on trusting in the Lord. Lean not to your own understanding this morning. But I want you to know this. That time is short. We don't have a lot of time left. We ain't got a lot of time left. Time is for spirit. I give myself away. I what would happen if the generation embraced it?
Give myself away. Give myself to you. Oh, 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.